This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. The Hyundai Group says it wants to be one of the top three EV manufacturers in the world by the end of the decade, and it's going to invest $18 billion into South Korea to help it achieve that goal. It plans to boost EV production to over 1.5 million in Korea and 3.64 million globally by 2030. And by that time, it will have 31 EV models from Hyundai, Kia, and Genesis in the market. To reach its production targets, Kia is building a dedicated plant to make purpose-built vehicles, and the group will expand EV production in Korea at its existing plants. The company also plans to invest heavily in R&D, and that includes developing next-gen EV platforms for each vehicle class. It says the one for passenger vehicles is called EM, and it will be introduced in 2025. And circling back to Kia purpose-built vehicles, or PBVs, or what you could really just call electric commercial vehicles, and by the looks of the pictures, mostly vans and delivery vehicles. They'll be built at a new facility in South Korea, which Kia is investing over $750 million into. It says mass production will start in 2025, and in its first full year, it will be able to make 150,000 vehicles. 2025 is also when it will show its first model, a mid-size PBV built on a dedicated skateboard chassis that can accommodate a number of body types. After that, a large PBV launches, followed by small PBVs and mid-size robo-taxis. BMW significantly boosted sales of fully electric vehicles in the first quarter of the year. The automaker sold nearly 65,000 BEVs in the first three months of the year, a gain of 83%. That's for both the BMW and Mini brands. But the BMW brand alone sold just under 56,000 BEVs in Q1. That's up 112%. But while its EV sales surged, the BMW Group's overall sales declined 1.5% in the first quarter. At Scheffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility manufacturing smarter, reducing CO2 emissions, making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves. Car sales in China were flat last month. According to the China Passenger Car Association, automakers sold 1.61 million vehicles in March, even with the help of price cuts and incentives from local governments. Without those, sales likely would have dropped. Through the first three months of the year, sales are down 13% in China, with 4.33 million vehicles sold. But NEV sales which include BEVs, PHEVs, and fuel cells, were up 22% in March, and the segment accounted for more than a third of all vehicles sold. Analysts expect sales in April to increase compared to a year ago, 
but that's because the Chinese government imposed COVID lockdowns in major cities last April, which put a big dent in sales. U.S. car exports to Europe are on the decline. But that isn't too surprising, since General Motors pulled out of the market, Ford scaled back its operations, and Tesla now produces vehicles in Germany. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, U.S. automakers exported 221,600 vehicles to the EU last year, and 81,000 were EVs, including hybrids. But in 2021, 274,000 cars were exported from the U.S. to the EU, and around 115,000 were EVs. And at the same time fewer American cars are being sent to Europe, Chinese exports are surging. According to Eurostat, the value of EU imports of BEVs from China was 500 million in 2017, but in 2021, that jumped to $12.5 billion. China had the largest share of EV imports to the EU in 2021 at 43%. South Korea was second at 20%, the US was at 17%, and Mexico at 10%. The US Department of Energy is proposing to revise the way it calculates the miles per gallon equivalent for hybrids and electric vehicles, and the change would reduce the EV mileage ratings to meet fuel economy requirements. The DOE says the current system gives too high of a rating for EVs, which allows automakers to more easily meet CAFE, or the corporate average fuel economy requirements. And because of that, they don't have to make big improvements to the fuel economy of their overall fleets, which the DOE says leads to more oil use. Under the new proposal, a Volkswagen ID.4, for example, would get a 107.4 MPGE rating, down from its current 380.6 rating, and a Ford F-150 Lightning would drop from 237.1 to 67.1 MPGE. The MPGE ratings are calculated by using values for electricity, oil generation, and distribution efficiency and driving patterns. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Chevy is trying to drum up some more excitement for the new all-electric Blazer that launches this summer. It released a video of two of its NASCAR drivers getting behind the wheel of the sporty SS version of the EV SUV. It brags how it will have all-wheel drive, 557 horsepower, 648 pound-feet of torque, and in wide-open watts or WOW mode, which is like the Hummer's Watts to Freedom or WTF mode, the Blazer SS will do 0 to 60 in under 4 seconds. While other versions of the Blazer EV launched this summer, 
The SS model comes a little later in the fall, with a starting price of around $66,000. But the real test for GM will be producing EVs in volume. It made over 20,000 EVs in the first quarter in the US, but almost all of that was the Bolt EV and EUV. Between the Lyric and the Hummer, it made less than 1,000 Altium-based EVs. Chinese automaker BYD is becoming more vertically integrated. It's going to start equipping its NEVs with a new in-house developed suspension system. The entire setup is controlled by an intelligent body control system and comes in several levels depending on the price point of the vehicle, from a more basic damping system to a complete hydraulic setup. It even showed an extreme version on its brand new hypercar, the U9, from its brand new luxury NEV brand, Yang Wang, which shows it can drive on three wheels and do like a little hop to get all four wheels off of the ground. While automakers have more upfront costs and have to worry about things like building the components, bringing systems in-house should get rid of sourcing issues and can have a big impact on manufacturing efficiency if they can build at scale, which is why BYD is spreading the new suspension systems across many brands and models. And Reuters reports that BYD's gross profit margin for automobiles was over 20% in the fourth quarter, 11 times higher than the previous year. And bringing suspension development in-house has the potential to increase its profits even more. But that's it for today. Thanks for watching. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by Scheffler, we pioneer motion.